This is the AZ Brandcast, where we explore Arizona's brand and the brands that make Arizona. I'm Mike Jones. And I'm Chris Stadler. All right, everybody, it's another episode of AZ Brandcast. Thank you so much for joining us. We are super excited for today's episode, in particular because Matt Failing from the Better Business Bureau is joining us today. You're the president. Um, so I think you you, you kind of make a few things happen over there. Um, and you, you actually oversee a pretty large swath of territory for the Better Business Bureau because you are not just Southwest, but also Pacific. Is yes, that right? Correct. That's awesome. Orange County, San Diego County, and Imperial County in California. So okay. that kind of, you know, anybody from Arizona, Phoenix particularly, would know that as they drive to vacation in San Diego or Newport Beach, right? You either drive the 10 or the 8 and you go through <laughs> yep. Imperial or, you know, get to San Diego or get to Orange County. So yep, I've done absolutely. that drive a lot. Absolutely. Many times through the dunes. Uh, <laughs> Star Wars, right? Every time you look out there, yeah. you just think, wow. Yeah, so you, neat. You keep waiting for like that, what is that skeleton of that yeah. snake yep. type <laughs> creature that's in that maybe opening a, Maybe scene. a stormtrooper riding one of those big old oh, yeah. dinosaurs. Yeah. That would be kind of fun. Instead, it's Border Patrol. And you're always disappointed. <laughs> and you're trash like, and litter. You're not a stormtrooper. You're just Border Patrol. <laughs> you know, depends who you talk to, <laughs> I guess, right? <laughs> Yes, there's that. Yeah. So no, I, yep. I have a couple of friends that work there, and yeah. uh, as border patrol agents, and are stationed in Yuma, and um, they got some incredible stories. And yep. you know, I think it's uh, that's some hard work. It's for sure. very hard work. Yeah, and they're working really hard. So Matt, we're so thankful for you coming on today, and we're excited to chat with you, kind of find out more about the Better Business Bureau, kind of hear about your perspective on Arizona and, and businesses here, and in particular, kind of how how can businesses think more ethically how can they be better yeah <laughs> and we'll dig into all of that chris has a whole lineup of great questions as but always first uh i think we should do a little icebreaker chris what do you think uh, i don't know okay <laughs> <laughs> you spend so much time brainstorming these every yeah, time you know well you know for uh so so Matt's kind of a trailblazer a little bit that's, that's what i've heard so. that's what we keep hearing yeah mostly from him is yeah. it right? Okay. <laughs> and so, uh, and so I thought, well, tell us a story, man. Tell you what, what is the boldest or craziest or whatever you want to, you know, throw out there thing mm-hmm. that you've done as in your role as CEO, president of the Better Business Bureau to get things moving. Yeah. And uh, the most to me, it was our decision to essentially acquire an entire city block in Midtown Phoenix to set up a campus. Uh, environment, right? Create co-working space, create meeting space, uh, create a place to congregate uh, where business leaders, community leaders could come together and have conversations about what they were working on, what they were concerned with under the roof and the banner of ethics and integrity, right? If you're Mm -hmm. at the Better Business Bureau talking about how to make your company better, if you weren't thinking about ethics, you probably are as you walk through those doors and you see the sign, you know, welcome, Tom and Mary from XYZ Roofing Company, mm. you know, you probably like, we probably should make sure we do these things the right way. Plus it, 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 it was just, it seemed like community is something that we should be doing. Mm. We talked about creating a community of trustworthy businesses 
And what better way to create community than to establish a physical location where a, a real community, a physical community can happen. I mean, certainly virtual communities are great, but we left a 7,200 square foot, uh, what I call like the back office of an MVD, you know, <laughs> where we just went and just punched papers and hit send and copy and stapled stuff. Answered the phone, did great work. I mean, don't get me wrong, did great work and moved to a place where we were inviting people to come see us. We were actually in the hospitality business now. And, um, mm. you know, we went from uh, cash heavy, um, no debt uh, <laughs> organization <laughs> to a cash low heavy debt organization. I like how you swallowed. <laughs> yeah, it was, that. you know, I I had There's hair like risk. The, <laughs> I looked like the two of you. Uh, you should see, I can show you pictures. I had a nice full quaff and it was, you know, I, I had the you know gel in it and I was looking good. So I think it was that. It could have been the kids, uh, three kids that made me lose my hair, but uh, or genetics, who knows? Split the difference. Something yeah. in a couple. Yes, yes. yes. So that, that, that and, and, and it's really worked. And I think that nobody in, in, I didn't. We didn't have anybody to model ourselves after, like our counterparts or compatriots in the BBB system, as we call mm, it. Right. Nobody had tried this. Nobody had done it. Um, some people had availed their conference room. Oh, come use our conference room. Well, that's you know okay, that's interesting. But how do we take that a step further? And the conversation was: we can continue to keep doing what we're doing, and what will we get? Or we can actually, as a nonprofit, we're supposed to take the money that we make if we do if we are lucky to make a profit and reinvest that into the community that we serve. Hence we're granted that not having to pay income over expense mm -hmm. tax, but you know, so it was a, you know, it was a bold vision. Uh, you know, I had a great team around me, uh, board of directors, staff, and everybody was bought in and it was a, uh, it, it was a big, bold move. <laughs> and um, you know, I'm pleased with where we are despite COVID and despite the fact that we can't really use it right now, um, we will and we'll come out of it and people will be, I think, even more apt to turn to us for that. Uh, and, and how long ago was that? 2015. Okay. 2016 was our first year wow. in there. Um, yeah. We actually took it out to San Diego. I know we concentrate more in Arizona, but we took the model out to San Diego and <laughs> had our final walkthrough scheduled for March 20th. Uh, so if you go back, uh, you know, there was a Friday the 13th in there. Uh, you know, so Friday the 20th. Yeah, it could be. So Monday we were like, no, nope, everybody's got to go home. Hmm. You know, the governor in California made everybody go home. Right. And so it was just, so it's been sitting vacant. Um waiting for us to launch this kind of same concept in Southern California. But in Arizona, I mean, that was just a, a big, bold move and one that was either going to propel me out of my career <laughs> or <laughs> kind of make it, oh, this, this guy's all right. He, he, he's got a few ideas that might work. So. Did you meet a little resistance with that idea? A lot yeah. in the beginning. Yeah, and not resistance like, no, I refuse, but um, I would call it good resistance, right? I mean... That's how you build muscle, right? Resistance. Yep. And so uh, a lot of pushback from uh, what I would call an intellectual standpoint, not uh, not a, an obstructionist standpoint. Um, prove that it's a good thing. Why? You know, there's a lot of why. Show me how. Uh, what's the reason? What's the purpose? And we kept going back to our core of who we are and what we're about. Better business. Right. And so a lot of our services were geared and are geared towards the consumer, the end user. Right. Who do I 
I'm going to make a major purchase. Let me do some verification. I'm going to call my mom. I'm going to call my friend. I'm going to check the, you know, government. I'm going to make sure they pay their taxes. I'm going to check with the BBB, make sure that they're, you know, if they have problems, they're going to take care of it. That's fine and dandy. And we want to continue to do that. We're not abandoning that. It's not a binary this or that. But let's continue down that path and continue to iterate the services to the public. But then let's look at the business as an opportunity. Like, how do we help them get better so that they don't have these challenges mm-hmm. and so they can elevate their status so that consumers can trust them? Because trust is the bedrock of a free market society. I pull a green rectangle out and give it to you. You trust that you can buy a pack of gum with it or put it in the bank or save it under the mattress and it will convert to something that you need later. So, you know, uh, how do we help business um, elevate their portfolio of trust? So bringing bringing people in, uh, creating space for that conversation by by doing this crazy investment into this facility, moving, making yourselves more um, maybe vulnerable in the day to day, more interruptible, it almost sounds Mm -hmm. like where you have to, you know, I bet that led to some interesting conversations. Yes. I mean, with, yeah, with, yeah. I mean, so internal for sure. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the staff, right. It, it, uh, it became, yeah. okay, you're, this is no longer your space. This is our space. This is their space. Like we're almost, you invite somebody into your home. You make sure that the laundry is put away. You make sure that the dishes are, are, are at least, you know, tucked away in the dishwasher and the door shut, you know, you, <laughs> yeah. you know, clean yeah. the jelly stains off the counter, you know, where the kids made the toast. You, yeah. you put you the toys sure. in the closet. Absolutely. Right. And you, and the kids know, Hey, people are coming over and you know, we got company. And so that's how we had to begin to look at it. Nobody had ever thought of better business bureau as a destination, mm-hmm. right? A place like the, right. you know, we want to be the rich Carlton, not the, you know, nondescript kind of, you know, just whatever store where people walk in and just grab stuff off the shelves. I mean, there's room for both, right? But we wanted, we're inviting people in. So we had a lot of conversations with staff around, like, look, you're now in hospitality. You got to understand that. You've got to ask people how they're doing. If people look lost, you got to say, where are you going? Mm -hmm. You see somebody wandering around, you know, you stop and say, you know, excuse me, ma'am, excuse me, sir. Can I, anything I can help you find? How was your day? Learn the five and 10 rule, right? At 10 feet, give them an eye contact. At five mm. feet, give them a personalized greeting. Those are things that you just don't think about when you go into work an office job, yeah. right? And so nobody could see those air quotes. It's a different but, level yeah. of customer service. 100%. Yeah. 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 Yep. 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 And then the board, too, like the KPIs change, right? Yep. So, right, they become additive. It's not just about how many complaints did you close or how many businesses signed up or how many. Um, you know, investigations did we launch? How much money did we save for consumers? But it's how many people walk through these doors? Which businesses are using our space? Um, how are they using it? Um, and so it's it made some interesting conversation for sure. So, so you were able to change the KPIs at your level, or did you have to negotiate that upward? Mm, we pretty much just add. I mean, it it it, it was a um, it is it was and is an evolving kind of process right we look at csfs more than we look at kpis so critical success factors right because anything can be a keeper i mean you can identify anything as a kpi uh so i I use the term kpi when i really mean critical success factor and it's like if we're going to have a a space and invite people in what's a critical success factor people using the space and Mm -hmm. so how many visitors came through how many different organizations came through how many repeat people came in we didn't set it up as a a revenue generator either so that was the other right talk about conversations like (laughs) wait a minute (laughs) that's a hard one you're gonna have a hotel but not charge for the rooms 
Mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Explain to me how this is going to work. And you know, that's yeah. the, well, you know, we do have a nominal charge for non-accredited businesses. If people do want to use it routinely and regularly, we're going to talk to you about, you know, a nominal fee of some sort to help us. But by and large, we, it's free. And that's kind of, you know, when you run a P&L on free as your top line, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the expenses still show up. They're not free, right? You still got to pay staff to show up and, and help, you know, set up the uh, Wi-Fi for people and plug this in and, you know, forbid they bring in a Mac and you're like, oh, no, how do you plug that into a wall? Right. And so, you know, you got to pay people for that kind of stuff. And so it's it's but it, it it's the downstream. Right. It's the how do we change the perspective of a brand that's been around for 100 years? Mm. That's a good thing, but it's also our biggest. It, well, it's our biggest feather in our cap, the largest feather, I should mm. say. It's also the biggest impediment in the middle of the road. For, for that undiscovered pathway to the right or to the left, which leads to something really cool. It's just like we got to push this boulder, and how do we do that without blocking the other path that we've already, you know. Yeah, and I love how you keep bringing it back to kind of, well, what's the mission, right? Mm-hmm. What's this vision and mission that the Better Business Bureau has at a really large, you know, view, yeah. right? That highest viewpoint. And it's like, okay, we do all these other things really well that service that mission and vision, but that's not all we could do. Yeah. And how do you kind of get people to buy into this larger vision that says, hey, there's more than just like some kind of, you know, certification or a check mark. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, or facilitating, you know, a, a disagreement, essentially. Um, but like, how do we pr- I, I love that vision. I mean, that's something that, you know, as I've gotten to know the Better Business Bureau and I uh, got to work with you and a lot of yeah. people on your team over yeah. the last, especially this last year. Yeah. Um, just like this vision of like creating a community around better business. It's, and I think that's awesome. It's built in, right? A lot of businesses have to create a purpose or create a greater cause. And there are some really good examples of businesses. You know, the one that's off-sided is waste management going from a garbage company to this eco, you know, friendly, you know, save the world kind of like, Wow, right? Like, so mm-hmm. that's a very large macro example. For us, it, it, you know, we couldn't let our services become our mission. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's one of our biggest challenges is, is I have a lot of compatriots that it's difficult for them because this is what they know and they do it well and they continue to iterate, but then they begin to let that creep. That, service. that creeps over. Yep. And it's like, that's not the mission. Uh, whenever we have a new employee orientation, um, right, we've got about 130 people on the team. And so we'll have people come and go and we'll set up a quarterly kind of very big, we have, of course, orientations and onboarding, but we have this very big full day uh, new employee orientation or newer employee orientation. And we talk about the mission and it's to be the leader in advancing marketplace trust, hmm. right? Uh, okay, what doesn't that have? Let's yeah. go down what that doesn't have. Doesn't have process complaints. It doesn't have issue ratings. It doesn't have do scam alerts. It doesn't have you know sign up. Yeah, businesses. all the specific things yeah. that are actually happening every right. day. It's conspicuously and intentionally absent from that mission because, you know, um, hey, we're Better Business Bureau. People will say, well, so-and-so is your competitor. You know, Yelp is your competitor. No, they're not. They're not our competitor. <laughs> they're a business and they do their thing. Yeah. And yes they are part one part of a of a larger puzzle but if you're going to put a roof on your house and you have the opportunity to check Yelp or the Better Business Bureau generally you're going to trust the Better Business Bureau more than like a Yelp review right now if you're really really 
you know, concerned, you're going to look at everything. You're going to yeah. look at both. It doesn't have to be a binary. Again, we'll go back. It doesn't have to be Yelp mm-hmm. or Better Business Bureau, right? And so, uh, for for us and for for the team and 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 just going back to those difficult conversations, we've had to have those over the years, where it's like, no, look, let's not get sidetracked and just completely locked into uh, the service model. Is are there things that we could be doing that push uh, the organization further, farther, hmm. um, you know, and, and is that an iterative change of a current process or is that abandoning a current process and adding a new one? So, you know, I think that's a fantastic lesson and not just, I mean, I think it can be easy for some maybe to hear that and they go, Oh, you're a nonprofit and therefore yeah. you are mission oriented and right. Oh, that makes sense. Right. But it's like, I mean, I can't think of how many clients that we've talked to, they have a sense of purpose and mission, sure. even on the you know for-profit side. Yeah, And it so often is a challenge for them that's exactly the same, where they're like, we've gotten too locked into service, right? Yep. Or sometimes on the other end of it, they've gotten too broad, right? Yeah. Client asks for something, and they say, oh, yeah, we've got some kind of capability to do it, and so we do it. And 10 years later, you realize, oh, my goodness, we have like now 40 different services, and they don't really, they don't all fit the mission, mm-hmm. right? And so you know, there's some pruning to do. Um, as you talked about, like, it's not just about what do we add, but it's also like, is there anything we need to subtract in order to keep going on that mission? So I, I think that's a fantastic lesson for so many businesses of, you know, your, your mission isn't necessarily your service, right? Right. It's a means to your mission, right? Should, it should, it should push it forward. It's not the end. Yeah. It it should absolutely contribute to your mission, right? The things that you do should be contributing services or con, you know, goods, that propel your mission forward. And, you know, an example that I, uh, I know a kitchen remodeler who, you know, their kind of thing is not their mission isn't to build the best kitchens. It's to create the, the, the it's, it's to create the space for the, and I'm butchering their saying, <laughs> yeah. right? So I won't say the company cause they'll kill me, for, but they're, it's like, this is the most important room in the house. Mm-hmm. This is where family happens. This is where family matters. And so what we are doing is we are creating a space for the family bonds to strengthen and to grow. And so that's what we're doing when we go into a, a kitchen and they, they beat that into their installers and their designers and their, you know, everybody. It's like, we are not here to build you the most beautiful kitchen. Somebody else might, but you might, that whatever, right? Whatever cabinet or that whatever countertop may not be, even though it looks great and even though we would win a design contest and even though we can make more money off of it, that doesn't help this family and what they need. And yeah. so they're like, you know, if they push that and people go, oh, yeah, like, you know, where do you, where do you, when you go to parties, you always end up in the kitchen. You're yep. always in the kitchen. And so, you know, that's their kind of, they've really taken hold of that. And it's neat to see that, you know, even a, a commodity slash service or whatever, they're, they're dialed into that and they know it and everybody on the team knows it. And, yeah. um, you know, I think it, they can, you know, begin to say, okay, what's the second biggest of the living room, the family room? I mean, they could add to that, right? Yeah. They don't have to stop at the kitchen, yep. but clearly, you know, well, that's going to change their approach, and that's going to meaningfully change the decisions they make about how they design something. Absolutely, They're, you know, like you said, <clears throat> someone else might you know build you the most beautiful kitchen, you know, but yeah. what they're building around is a, is a function. Yeah, that's going to yeah, change how it's. They might do out. something like you know, if if you're looking for the most beautiful kitchen, if that's your mission as the organization yeah. building those kitchens, you might put in like really hard cornered 
uh, countertops because they look beautiful. Right. Yeah. And they got three little kids running around the house and, you know, knocking about, their heads into about, it. About, <laughs> about counter Exactly. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. And so Four it's like yeah. that shift in mission, yeah. right, from be- aesthetically beautiful, like you're going to impress everyone that comes over. Yeah. But then on the other side, it's like, well, no, it needs to be functional and facilitate kind of your family life, right? Absolutely. And those two things might at times come into conflict. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I mean, it may not, like you could be done with it and put it on Instagram, right? It, yep. it was your goal to have an Instagram kitchen or to have a family, <laughs> right? And, yeah. you know, you have to sacrifice. And as a designer, you have to say, you know, you have to have people that are your designers that are working for you as a company that get that, that aren't like, well, I can't do that. I'm too proud. I'm, yeah. I refuse to do that because it would look better if I did this. And it's like, okay, right. well, go work for yeah. that company, right? <laughs> yes. That's yeah. what they're about, right? And it's you can choose who you, you know, yep. and that's not to say that there isn't room for that. And those people, like our mission is to build the most beautiful counter uh, kitchens period, because that makes certain people. happy. And there are people out there who would probably who buy from you hook, line, sinker. I want that hundred yeah. percent. Yep. yep. Absolutely. So, so, so that that's interesting. So <clears throat> I bet you have some pretty interesting conversations with people. Um, what's uh what are, what are some of the more difficult things you have to try to help businesses understand <laughs> in order to kind of grow in the direction that they really yeah. should be growing? So specific to Better Business Bureau and like maybe kind of some of the services that we get, the difficult conversations are when a business starts getting a, a few customer complaints and they're viewing it as somebody's telling them their kid's ugly, right? And you're like, no, you got to <laughs> check your ego and your pride at the door a little bit. Now, and they'll say to me, you know, if they get to me, uh, <laughs> your team keeps sending me complaints. Tell your team to, you know, I said, wait a time, 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 time. Whoa. Do you think I, I would much rather have these people working on something else? Like, <laughs> they're your customers. <laughs> yeah. They came to us because you, they weren't getting anywhere with you. So yeah. for the love of you know, please take care of it. And so we can do other fun stuff and we can do stuff maybe that can help you in other areas. But right now my team's having to be an intermediary between a disgruntled customer. So generally it's, it's getting them to understand that uh, two things really. Uh, one is it's, it's okay to have disagreements. It's okay to, um, to have a customer that's unsatisfied because if you don't have an unsatisfied customer, Ever, you've never had a customer. You know, you're just <laughs> right. not going to. Right. Right? It's like the not... restaurant that pleases everybody. Oh, yeah, like right. that doesn't exist. Right. Yeah. Or, or, or to me, like you know, it's yeah. It, right. And go back to Yelp. It's like the five star. But really, like yeah. nobody ever had a bad experience there. Okay, it's just pizza. It's that good. Okay, but really, it's five stars. Okay, fair yeah. enough. It's five stars. The other, the other piece is it comes down to communication and people don't like to hear that they're not clear or they're not their communication style is poor or they're you know but um it's it's something that i just talked about with somebody that i'm working with you know with culture index you're familiar with them i mean just working through kind of like i think i'm clear when i walk away from my team sometimes and they look at each other probably and go what the hell did he just say like <laughs> who's supposed to do what now matt just came in here and just garbled and threw up on our, you know, and walked away. And, you know, and to me, I'm like, oh, I was very clear about that. I told them what I wanted and when I wanted to buy and, but I didn't, right? right. I clearly didn't because they didn't hear it. And right. so telling a business, you were not clear. Uh, I, I go to a, when I first moved to Arizona, pools are everywhere, right? Moved to Phoenix. And so I told my wife, you know, we're moving to a house with a pool. Absolutely. We have to. And she was back in Denver and we were going to move out here in this 2004, so one of the first, uh, we got a pool and everything, and then I realized how much work 
was to keep up a pool, which I'm fine with. I'm not complaining about, but wow, there's a lot of work. But then the construction side, I was like, oh, the, okay, we had a board member who was from a, a company. I don't think they're around anymore, but are they sold? Uh, but he, he, he was saying, Matt, my God, like, can you tell these, you know, we have all these complaints. It's not fair. Um, and I said, wait a minute, time out. Like, what isn't fair? And he goes, well, um, you know, we have got this, you know, four or five, whatever pools going on construction at the same time. And they're all complaining. And, um, I said, well, what are they complaining about? The guy's name was Mike. Mike, what are they complaining about? Mike said, well, they want to know why it isn't done. And clearly it's been raining for the past. It's an unusual summer here. You know, we've had the, all this rain or uh, unusual fall. Uh, we've had all this rain and everybody knows you can't, you know, when it rains, you can't do anything. I said, wait, well, why couldn't you? In the ground hard? Wouldn't it be easier to do it when it rains? And he goes, no, what do you, you know, and I, I don't know. I'm not a pool builder. Like, <laughs> yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. And I said, so let me tell you, if you're, if I'm getting that pool built, I'm like, are you guys calling them? Or are you just calling off for the day? Are you guys, you know. Yeah, you got to communicate Yeah, I, and he goes, you know, that's a really good question. Let me find out. And he goes and he asks his, you know, scheduler and whatever. Are you calling these people in the morning telling them the crews won't be there? And she's like, no, why would I? Everybody knows that when it rains, and he's like, yeah. yeah, they don't. <laughs> they don't. They think it's easier to dig, which yeah. I thought. I'm like, and he goes, yeah, but then you got to take the backhoe back there, and that sinks down, and this happens, and that because you just can't do it. And I was like, wow, interesting. Like I, it, so that their whole process had, did not have anything built in there to tell them how you know how to communicate. The people, if you tell them bad news, they're okay with it. If you don't tell them bad news and they find out, they're not, right? If you yep. call me, if you would have called me five minutes before I walked in and said, Matt, sorry, we're not going to talk to you today. I would like, oh, okay. Yep. Do it again another day? Yeah, sure. Okay, great. If I want to show up here and you guys weren't here. Yep. I'm like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. Jokes well, on I wouldn't me. be coming back. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, let's do this in 2025. Yeah. So, right, that's, I think it's businesses they just um there's pride and that's a good thing but pride can also prevent you from really analyzing your kind of inner workings and what you do and how you do it and you know there's a lot of that over the years where i've talked with business owners who are just so upset with me mm. <laughs> and the bbb for their customer complaints and i'm like ah, yeah there's something wrong so so do you get to do that a lot because i mean I could see that being something really valuable for businesses who have blind spots and just don't know what they are. Maybe they're just not talking. They don't have like a trusted group of, you know, friends or co-business owners they can talk to about these things that will expose some of those blind spots they have. You, yeah, I, I don't personally have them as much as I used to as we've grown, right? As I've kind of gotten away from the day-to-day -day and gotten more strategic and visionary and hired people and you know i'd be stepping on toes if i was doing that now sure i'm happy to oh you know somebody gets through to me and they ran the gauntlet i'm happy to talk to them right you know <laughs> i'm like okay people are like, you still talk to customers or you still talk to angry businesses oh, absolutely i mean but i don't do it a lot because we really have a great team that's empowered to really help them but um to your question do we do do that have that conversation we try to set up webinars and in-person seminars and all sorts of like trainings for these things to the directed to the businesses. But, um, generally people don't know about this until it's too late businesses mm -hmm. or not until it's too late. Cause you can always fix it, but I mean, but they're they getting complaints. It's reactive. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. It becomes reactive and not proactive. I don't like that word, but it's, it's, it's not. And you're hoping that it, you can take it from being reactive to being responsive. Right. Mm -hmm. So, Right, because reactive is just oh, oh crap, what happened? Well, we gotta fix that. And response was like, okay, what do we do? How do we fix it? Let's move forward. What processes do we need to change? And so, you're trying to get people into that responsive mode. Um, 
you know, if you're a high volume business that's low cost, you know, you're generally going to be turning out a lot of projects, a lot of things, and you can your opportunity for mishaps, miscommunications, miscues increases. So, you know, it's it's uh, it's going to happen. Um, what are what, what's maybe like one or two ideas you've had uh, in those conversations that either you've had or the teams had around how can a business specifically like an owner or somebody's in that, you know, kind of the, the driver's seat, how can they be that more responsive rather than reactive mm. type business? You know, I think it's, it, it's, uh, surround yourself with people who, who, who will challenge your own beliefs. Mm. Um, we talked earlier about good friction, right? About good resistance about, right? Like find those people who are good resistors and not resisting you out of spite, but resisting you because they want to know why. And when they're asking you why and making you explain, you begin to hear yourself, mm. you know? And so a lot of times if nobody asks me, okay, explain that decision, right? I tell people, I walk in with a hundred bad ideas every day. And, you know, once every four or five months, one of them is actually good. Kind of like, you know, but every day I walk in, I just go, oh, I do this and that. And I talk myself out of every one of them. Um, and the ones that I don't talk myself out of, my team generally does. And they don't say, no, that's a terrible idea. They say, okay, what do we have to do to do that? Like, what? tell me what this requires, what sort of, and as we be, okay, that's probably not the best idea, or we don't want to do that right now. We don't want to tackle it. So I think with a, for a business, they're finding that, um, you know, and it could be for a lot of small businesses, you got husband and wife teams, you know, uh, or brothers or sisters or, you know, mother, father, you know, kind of like small business. You know, make sure that you're working with people that don't just, um, you know, say yes and walk away and, you know, kind of go, oh, that's his idea. You know, I'm going to do whatever he says. So that I think that's probably the biggest thing that you can do is surround yourself with the people that, um, buy into your vision broadly, but also can bring their own flavor to it and will also uh, argue and challenge you over the path to get there. Hmm. Yeah. So speaking of ideas, <clears throat> what are some things, so I know you guys are not afraid to maybe, uh, you know, buy a city block or <laughs> yeah. I know, I know you're not afraid to, to, to do, to, to try something if you think it'll make a difference and, yeah. um, so, so what are some, uh, it doesn't have to be as big as that, but what are some things that you guys are thinking about for the future? Maybe some ideas you have or yeah. some problems that you think you guys might be able to solve. So the, well, the, the ideas that we have are, are, are around how we help business, uh, in the, uh, both the ideation phase, right. Where people are entrepreneurs mm. or they're brand new, right. So for so long, BBB has been about helping established businesses, and we will give you our trust mark if you're an established business who meets these. You know, which is again, it's great. It's not. A, I'm not trying to cast any doubt on that. That's awesome. But what about you? Go out and you open a business tomorrow, and you call me up and say, "How can you help me?" Hmm. I, well, call me in six months when you've been around and established, and then you know, and you're like, "Oh, great, thanks, appreciate that." You know. <laughs> yeah. So how do we set up? blueprints for success how do we and, and we're working towards those actually we actually have some programs that we're running right now and you know are beyond beta tested they're you know we're going to be going and in, launching into our second season of kind of uh, iterations for that you know and then how do we scale that broadly across the u.s so that other bbbs can take advantage of it so um that's really what we're working on now is how do we hit that early stage business um 
And then also, you know, um, uh, layered on top of that is how do we help businesses that want to scale and grow that kind of maybe are stuck, spinning their wheels, need a little help, need a little assistance, some push, some guidance, some connections, some, you know, people that, that can connect them, again, building a community for them to walk out and go, all right, this is awesome. And for us, it's always been so – I should back up just a, a, a little bit here. And When yep. I talk about business, a lot of the businesses that come to BBB or that we have traditionally – um, been supported by our blue collar service based or or service based right industries. Not not that's not all. I mean, we certainly have banks and we have you know ad agencies and we have a lot of white collar stuff too. But uh, you know, and you think of we have the uh, essential businesses right when they yep. when, when they shut down. You know, and uh, states started to want to do stuff like, oh, my gosh, they were scrambling because all of their focus and outreach had been app developers or, you know, <laughs> fintech or this. Right. And all so sexy stuff. Yeah, exactly. But who's mopping the floors? Yeah. Well, that's who we care about. And that's who. And when we started our co-work space and our collaboration space and our meeting space, our design really was to go after them to say, here's a place where not only can you not feel maybe you, you won't feel weird. Uh, you'll feel welcome and wanted and a part of this is for you this is for the caterer this is for that okay yeah, yeah. so so those businesses you're just talking about mm-hmm. not the sexy ones but right. this is for okay gotcha that's well we'll, well we'll take them all sure because but there's plenty of incubators co-work spaces etc that are going after fintech that are going after app development that are going after right that, yep. that's that's what gpex all about bringing them all in and yep. kudos that they're doing awesome work right i'm really impressed with the work that they do um, but somebody's got to mop those floors. Yep. Somebody's got to sweep the gutters. Somebody's got to trim the trees. Hundred percent. And yep. you read this stuff about you know uh, Silicon Valley, where you know poor lady has to take a train in and three and a half hours each way, just you know six seven hour commute just a a day. I mean, I'm like seven hours of commute a day plus working nine hours a day. Like what you know country is this? But but <laughs> so for us, it's like how do we shine a light on these people? Because you know what they need? They need websites. Yep. Ah, they're gonna they, they're gonna make some money and they're gonna need to invest it. So let's make the community a little wholer. Let's make it a little fuller. Let's make mm-hmm. sure that we take everybody and make them part of this community. And look what we are starting with. We're starting with the painters. We're starting with the fence builders. We're starting with the kitchen remodelers. We're starting with these wonderful huge contributors to the economy, right? Monster contributors to the economy and monster yep. contributors to society as a whole and, and employers and employees. And, you know, so how can we help these businesses scale, grow? How can we connect to them? So let's, you know, again, we've got these other, we can help them with their, um, you know, their branding, right? Like everybody knows they're a fence builder, but now they're a trustworthy fence builder because they got our badge next to them, right? Mm-hmm. So we can help there still, we can still do that. Um, if they have an issue, Hey, you know, we can help resolve it through our dispute resolution processes, but how do we get to them and say, okay, this is how you seek additional funding, or this is how you market better, or this is how you deal with, you know, scaling and growing, or are you ready to merge and acquire? You're ready, you know, things that they may not have gone through, you know, an MBA program at Arizona State, they may have just learned on the fly. How can we begin to get them connected with the right people? So our, our focus, our new thing is really, looking at the businesses and saying we can help you um be better right better business the, yeah. don't like bureau it's kind of old and antiquated <laughs> but i do like better business and so if two-thirds of our name is yeah. good right it, th- th- there was a while branding you guys will appreciate this where we tried to just be bbb mm-hmm. you know yep. and if that's, we're just going to be bbb we're going to throw it because bureau was we were so afraid of bureau mm-hmm. 
that we threw away two thirds of it. Yeah, and the front end is what that's oh, that's the mission, right? It, it's all what we're about, better business. And yeah. so, if we can say building better business or better business, this, you know, I mean, there's ways we can do it. Um, uh, you know, and better business bureau is, is okay. I'm not again. I'm not going to run out and try and change that tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, but because um, we talked about like there are some great things that come with the name Better Business Bureau, some great history, you know. Yeah, you know, something you said earlier um, made me think. I mean, you guys have been around for, you said, 100 years? <laughs> 1938 in Arizona, but 100 years, 100 and some in the U.S., yeah. So one of my biggest complaints, I think, in, like, society in general is um, older people have experience, mm-hmm. unable to connect with younger people, mm. right? Unable to connect, Um what I'm hearing is is you're you're kind of trying to bridge that gap a little bit, but what what I see is uh, older people with wisdom experience unable to translate it, unhumble, you know. <laughs> <laughs> There's just a lot in the way, you mm-hmm. know, in translation and um, just kind of a lack of um, uh, I hate this word too, empathy. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it's overused, but um, but a lack of that ability to to understand, like, all right, well, what are the, let me listen first so yeah. I understand what I'm giving advice to right and it sounds like it sounds a little bit kind of like what you're what you guys are trying to do yeah absolutely and i think it cuts both ways right i think you know you've got the younger generation maybe not willing to pay homage to what the older generation has gone through to get to where they are right to put Mm. the group in position and um i think communication is huge uh, today, I said goodbye to an employee that has been with us since 1972. She wow. finally packed her stuff and is leaving, and she is our historian. I wouldn't let her retire. She tried to retire when we moved to the new space. <laughs> and I just said, Helen, come on. Like, just, you know, fob in and fob out, and I'll pay you for when you work. Be our historian. And so she set up our his- museum. That's and, awesome. like, you know, I just I didn't want to lose that. I didn't want to lose somebody that started in 1972. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I, I, I think there's um, – tremendous value in um, uh, analyzing the way we communicate. So for her, email, I use email, came out probably broadly in the mid to late 90s. I mean, not where a company didn't just have an info at, where everybody had, right? You had Every individual's got their own account and they're having to manage it. And I'd say that what's in late 90s then? Yeah, probably late 90s. Late 90s. So we'll call it 98. She started in 1972. So that means she worked 26 years without an email address, right? And so um, to her, email is still a new form of communication, right? Still newfangled, mm-hmm. right? Oh, that, that, that fancy email you're going to send me. Yeah, newfangled, right? Um, that's, a, that's a business term, I think. Um, <laughs> the, the kids that come in, it's newfangled to them, too, because they never emailed, right? They're texting and Snapchatting yeah. and because TikToking. It's so and, old. It's yeah, old, it's so it's old. It's so old. It's old fangled. <laughs> yeah, it's so old, it's new. So now you've got two. And then you got me, right? He's like... Well, I mean, it's just normal, right? It's not new. Mm-hmm. It's not old. It's just part of kind of, right? It's yep. kind of it kind of right when I got into the workspace, you know? I mean, we could still smoke at our desks, but we also had email. I'm from <laughs> Richmond, Virginia, so you understand that, right? <laughs> Philip Morris uh, had a few things to say about that. But the idea that you it's hard to communicate sometimes across this kind of generational thing mm. because of the way people, right? I just probably read that story about like punctuation is now considered passive aggressiveness or something and i'm like no come on like you're making stuff up now like that just can't be true like you can't i can't 
not put a period in because I'm worried about what some kid's going to think about my text. It's like, oh did you get the coffee? Question mark. Oh, don't put the question mark there. But like, <laughs> oh, I'm not going to do that. I refuse to play that game. But that's great. That's an, that's an example of like why I think it's difficult sometimes. So I think mm-hmm. that, yeah, you've got a little bit of, oh, damn kids, you know, uh, you know, from the older folks. Get and off my lawn. Get off my lawn. You know, quit playing around. You know, you got time to lean. You got time to clean. And then you got the younger kids who are like, you know, man, I never would have done that. You know, like, I can't mm. believe you wore a tie to work. Like, man, I would have, no, you, you would have worn a tie too, bud. You would have yeah. worn a tie too, trust me. Yeah. And, you know, it's just how it, 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 and so I think there's, uh, you know, for us, it's fun for me that I've got federal work study students working for us, you know, coming out of, a, you know, Grand Canyon or ASU, still getting their degrees up until today at somebody that started in 1972. <laughs> like, that's just so cool to me. And, you know, everybody's, you know, we preach respect and we preach, compassion and we you know that sort of thing and it's just um uh you know identifying that it's there that 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 gap um either real or perceived exists Mm -hmm. and how do you bridge it how do you Mm -hmm. you know i don't know it it reminds me of some i heard um i think it was um uh who wrote who wrote rework david heinemeyer hansen the other guy yeah i can't remember from base camp guys base camp the thirty-seven um, signals. Yeah, he was at a um, at a conference, and I just remember hearing him. And you can hear him say this all the time: is the um, it's uh, it's not always about the sexy startups. What what he likes to see is a business that's been around for a few years. You know, when everybody was t- all they could talk about was startups, yeah. and he's saying like, no, it's the almost like, and this is me reading into it, but classic values. Those values mm-hmm. are still true. Those values are still yeah. important. And that's kind of what I hear you saying a little bit. And um, to get more to the point, um, it feels like you guys are, are refusing to abandon those, but trying to build that forward. And so um, when I hear you talk, you're not saying, yeah, we're just trying to make it young and hip. I, what I'm hearing <laughs> is we are applying those that substance, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. Uh, trying to make it young and hip to me would just be external, right? It would be an right. exterior. It would be a whitewash, kind of like broad brush, paint, new paint job, whatever you want to call it, right? It doesn't make it um, any different to me. Uh, to me. And it could, right? Other people, you know, words and phrases have different meanings to people. But to me, when I say make it young, it's just make it accessible to everyone. And understanding that, I mean, you know, right, I've got young kids nine seven and six and i can remember my you know nine-year-old when he was four going up to the big tv and trying to move it around with his finger you know because that's what he did like you know and i'm like uh, right and you've all experienced that and yeah. so i think it's kind of like that in the workplace right you've got to recognize you know I, I, it would bother me and i know millennials is probably passe now right what's the new one digital natives or whoever's coming in right like you know but all oh, those damn kids you know and i'm like oh they're awesome Oh, how do you work with them? What do you mean? I, what do you, how do I work with them? I mean, it's like I work with them. Yeah, like I, I don't understand. <laughs> like, we kind of like, it kind of made a rule like with earbuds, right? I'd say one earbud in, like, just keep one in. If you're going to listen to music, just have one out. So if I don't have to scream at you or smack you on the head, like, you know, because I'll mm-hmm. probably get sued if I smack you on the head because you can't hear me. <laughs> but 
just one earbud in. And so we made little rules like that internally. And I think we have to, we want to look at our, our whole system and our whole approach and how we approach business and consumer outreach and all of that. And it's like, how do we make it accessible and understandable that doing the right thing and being uh, concerned with doing the right thing is critically important as a society if you want to be in a civil society. And so, mm-hmm. you know, we have programs that target kids that, um, you know, um, from elementary school up through high school and into college. And, you know, um, we're always looking to increase that and enhance that. But then we also look holistically at our, at our organization and say, um, all right, the 18 to 25s aren't coming to us. Well, they never did. Like if we really stop and think about it, I mean, What's the first major purchase you made? Unless you're unusual, it probably was your mid to late twenties was the first major yep. investment that you made. And then now stuff starts to matter. You know, you get screwed over on a fifty dollar bike from the guy down the street. That's fifty yeah. bucks. Yeah, you yeah. know, like you know, that's screwed sucks. over on your car. Boom, your first car that you dropped mm-hmm. some serious money. You probably took out a loan for absolutely who do you get the loan from who do you buy from what do you do you get the you know and so we begin to educate yourself and that's when people start to turn to us but the challenge is okay while when i was 18 to 24 or whatever right that was 1980 something you know and you didn't have the internet to go look at and you didn't have anything all you had was you know the old man and you know his buddies (laughs) and so you know now they've grown up like seeing reviews on Amazon, seeing reviews on Yelp, seeing reviews on Google, seeing reviews on whatever else the new review model is. And so they may skip us, right? They may not even think about coming to us because they may think that they've done their work. And so us is like, oh, that's great. You should do all that. But why don't you check with us too? Because we're unbiased. Because we don't, you know, we don't just crowdsource other people's opinions. We actually have our own and we put a company through certain processes and we look at things. And so you can see that they're legitimate and they're, you know, you can see their track record if they if they have any issues, how they've taken care of it. So look at both. But so our, our challenge is to get the kids or get the younger generation to include us and begin to include us in those kind of um evaluation in the evaluation stage of any purchase, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's a stick of gum or you know, although I really shouldn't look at the BBB for a stick of gum, right? But I mean every 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 if you're every, gonna yeah. get your if house, you're serious your about yard your... refenced, right? Yeah. You purchases know. that matter. Purchases that matter, right? Yeah. And I think when I say matter, I mean you, you know it, it's 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 a large enough yeah. expense. It's gotta last a while. Yeah. Um I think we were talking about this. I'm trying to remember who I was talking to, but like there's certain purchases too that like don't lend themselves to like an Amazon or even like a right. Google review. Yeah. Because it's not a transaction that happens very often. Right. Right. So like who's going who who expects to find their fencing company well reviewed? on right. Google, yeah. right? Yeah. If they have a couple reviews, they're either going to be swayed towards, you know, the customers that they solicited those from yeah. or they're only going to be highly negative reviews that are my maybe outliers. Mm-hmm. Right? So having some kind of validation like a, a more validated yeah. type of service like what you're doing where there's like it's a little bit deeper. And and we've talked with both Amazon at a higher level and Google uh, who are offering some of these local services like where you get a fence, you buy the fence on Amazon, right? So yeah. he, that that's right. So now I'm going to go buy my fence. I'm going to buy 100 yards of white picket fence and all I need to do is, you know, who would you like us to connect you with an installer? Oh, sure. Okay. Well, Amazon does a great, has a great track record of if you don't like the product, you send it back and they give you their money, right? There's very little 
right concern about Amazon's return policies, right? They're probably too generous um, if you think about it. But uh, that's a product. But what happens when the installer comes in and, you know, kicks the dog or lets the dog run loose or, you know what I mean, like scratches your car or, you know, dumps oil in your driveway or, you know, any litany of other kind of issues. How does Amazon take, Amazon take care of that, you know? And so back. Can't send it back. Can't send it back. You'd like to sometimes. Get, get out. Undo. Control Z. <laughs> Control Z. And and so we can add to that. And again, that's that's to say that Amazon is a marketplace now. Google is a marketplace right now. So look at these a lot of these places as marketplaces, like just like we used to look at the. Um, you know, Main Street, and then we looked at, you know, the mall, and then we looked at the strip malls, and now we're looking at, you know, online Google, Amazon. These are these are marketplaces. This is a, in a sense, a almost, it's almost a physical location that you're going to, you know, mm-hmm. it's, uh, you know, you're, you're going online, I get it, but you're going to the store to buy whatever, even if it's groceries now, and it's the Safeways and the Fries and the Kroger's and every they, everybody has this way now of conducting business virtually online, transacting that way. Goods are one thing, service is another. And how mm-hmm. do you how do you guarantee that service? And then what do you what are your remedies when the service goes awry? And that's where we can step in, right? The evaluation stage and the um, conciliation phase where we kinda stage where we can okay. You guys had a problem. Yep. Here, here, here we are. This is what we do. We do a hundred thousand of these a year. What's your gripe? Okay. What did you just hear that you didn't like? You know. Okay. What do you? Anything you want to offer? Yeah. You know. And it's just like, how can we help facilitate that? Because, you know, that that's when a business can really grab hold of the customers when they screw up. And then I've shared this in a talk sometimes, and people come up to me afterwards and say, "So do you think I should screw up on purpose? Maybe?" And I'm like, "No." <laughs> Gosh, no. Gosh, no. But I can tell you the only dry cleaner that I ever remember was the one that ruined two of my shirts, you know, in consecutive weeks and gave me the entire order for free. And I was kind of a, you know, new employee worker. I wasn't getting paid a lot. And that dry cleaning bill, it was worth it because I didn't want to iron. But I mean, it was a lot of money. And so, you know, I remember them, you know, and and, and, uh, I was like, that's, you know, that they owned it. They apologized for it. They made amends for it. And you know, I, I was. What more can you ask for? I know now. I can trust you, mm-hmm. right? Because you've screwed up and you've owned it. Mm-hmm. Nobody likes when somebody screws up and then won't. You know, it's like, dude, you're wrong. You know, you're wrong. Just say it. <laughs> All I want is for you to say it. And it's amazing how many things come to us if they just, with the business, yep. or just said, just own it. Oh, my bad. Yep. So. Yeah. So so in the in the next, we have a couple minutes left. I, I kind of wanted to get to one question here about um is is there a is there a time when you've kind of gotten gotten through to a business they've really turned it around um or you've seen them i'm not saying you're taking credit i'm just saying yeah um that that, that you've seen actually you know maybe have some complaints yeah. maybe um maybe they're kind of going the wrong direction maybe yeah. even with their values uh-huh. um maybe even at a fundamental level yeah. where they actually said wait a second we're kind of going about this wrong we have and and it's it's rewarding when it happens and you see it um you see it a fair amount with the small companies that don't like you were talking earlier don't have a lot of opportunities to right to to transact right it's not Mm -hmm. like the but when it happens with the larger businesses the 
really big businesses where they come in and they tell you, right, you have C-level people saying, you know, your code of business practices on every one of my sales reps' desks. And, mm. you know, my, all of our dispute resolution people know that their goal is to have zero complaints. And, th- and I'm like, wow, like that is, you know, and, and so yeah, I've seen it, um, you know, and I've seen people thumb their nose at us where we've mm. called them in and said, look, this, av- this mailer you're sending out, we don't like it. Like it, it's it, you, no, it's it's deceptive, right? Like do why that. don't right? <laughs> yeah. you, I mean, and, and we're telling you right now, like we're self-regulatory, right? We believe that we're not a one more regulatory agency. We're the one standing in between you and the regulatory agencies. Right. We're telling you stop it, please stop it. Oh no, there's nothing wrong with it. You know who do you think you are? We're like we're just trying to be your friend, really. Like you <laughs> know, <laughs> <it's> the regulatory <laughs> agencies yeah. having this conversation with you, <laughs> and they did. One guy flew back, was flying back to Atlanta, and I get this, and 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 I get an email that comes across my and the uh, attorney general had gone after oh, them wow. for this very thing that we that afternoon they had thumbed their nose at us for and i was like he i mean i left him the message I'm like i can't believe you sat here and you know talked to me like this it, 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 you know when we were trying to help you like this you wouldn't have this challenge mm-hmm. if you just were to listen to us and we weren't we don't mandate anything we make major suggestions and then we you know we report on what our experience shows so i've seen it both ways i've seen you know that uh, business kind of get run into the ground because they have refused to make these changes in spite of overwhelming evidence that they need to. Mm-hmm. And then I've seen other ones, very large companies, uh, even just take it one step further and say, look, we're, you know, this, these ideals are, are phenomenal. Like we want these ideals. We want our, our, all of our employees to embrace mm-hmm. them, embody them. And if they do, we think the decisions that, that they make will be guided by these and that will all be better for it. And it doesn't mean they didn't have future complaints or future issues because they were, again, a huge company. You're always going to have them. Always going to have them. Yep. Always going to have them. And if you think about, um, you know, uh, again, I don't like to name names, but if you think about certain companies that may provide certain services, uh, you know, you could have, you know, internet, phone, TV, um, <laughs> alarm, uh, this. Every second of every day is an opportunity for something to go wrong. Yep. Yeah, really, those are complicated yeah, systems. Complicated. Too. And you go to get gas, what, once every two weeks if you're lucky, right? And so you have one opportunity at the pump. Yep. But you have an opportunity every second of every day with the other companies. So, yeah, we've, you know, we've seen both. Hmm. So, so how has the, how has um, your region, specifically Arizona, because it's the AZ yeah. podcast, um, embraced and, and um, kind of how, how have they come along with you guys in these changes? So the, it's been tremendous response, really. Um, so... We were the, and, and can there's been some, mer- like we've took over Southern California and there've been some other kind of, you know, consolidations where we've, uh, where it's made sense to centralize some administrative functions. Um, but at one point we were the, uh, we were the largest single, before we merged with a large, what I would call the largest single market BBB that's ever existed. Meaning mm-hmm. we only had one market and we had more business support than any other across the, and I think today there's still more businesses that are members in the city of Phoenix, not just Phoenix, right? Now you've got Tempe and you've got Scottsdale and Glendale and everything else Peoria. Yeah. But um, if you look just as a city, um, more businesses that support the idea of self-regulation, which is really our core, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, you know, let us take care of it first before you come in and tell me what to do. We don't need somebody, you know, from the Capitol saying this is, you know, what you need to do, right? Or in California, we don't need Sacramento telling us. Like, who better to solve your own problems, you know, than the people who know best? Now, you have to be committed and you have to want to do these things. But the changes that we've made, it's been phenomenal. I mean, we were, um, you know, I know 
Mike, you were at the big part of Startup Week, and you know that we were a host venue, and for two of the days, and I think so many people were like, "Oh my god, this is the better." Like, yes, what? I think this a lot the, of people's yeah. eyes were open. Yeah, they go, oh, "This is crazy." I remember doing something with conscious capitalism, and 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 uh, you know, speaking, and uh, I got up after Eric Kiosky Smith, you know, who yep. you know, is pretty dynamic, and he had said something where I just like, ah, this wasn't what I expected. So I just had everybody raise their hands, you know, and I said, the first, if you've heard of the Better Business Bureau, raise your hand. And so everybody raised their hand, and I said, if this is your first time inside a Better Business Bureau, keep them up. <laughs> and just about everybody kept them up, right? Maybe five people put them down. And then I said, all right, now I want you to keep them up. If this is exactly what you expected we would be. And they all went down. <laughs> and you can almost feel this like breeze kick through it, right? And they're like, this was not what we expected. But everybody's really happy about it. They go, this is neat. I was playing tennis with a guy the other night, right? I played tennis. And um, um, this guy's live, lived near us. And he said, oh, they were, I play at Arrowhead and they play at um, Phoenix the Tennis Center. And I said, where do you live? And the 12th and whatever. I said, oh, you should, here's my card. You should come by, you know, if you ever need. He goes, oh, I've been to your place a bunch. I tell everybody about it. So, I mean, when you hear that, I've never met the guy before that night. I don't even know what his business was or anything. And he's like, I tell everybody about your space. Hmm. Hmm. That tells me, like, people are talking about Better Business Bureau in a good way, right, in a way that, you know, uh, we want. And if yep. people can talk about us unsolicited, hmm. that's a great thing. And, yeah. you know, that's really right. I think as a brand, that's probably what you want. You know, it's like, <laughs> yep. <laughs> we, might, we might not get the Coke and Kleenex thing, but, you know, if people are talking yeah. about us in a way that that is a, a positive and be unsolicited, I'll take it seven days a week. Yeah. So good name is better than riches, right? What's uh, do you guys have anything coming up that you want to plug for people to check out? Absolutely. Lots of stuff. The main thing uh, I would say is we've got this uh, wonderful partner uh, in GoDaddy mm. who has a program called Empower by GoDaddy that they run out of a number of uh, locations across the U.S. It's really a marketing kind of, you know, and we've wrapped around a full kind of what I would call an accelerator around it, partnered mm-hmm. with Desert Financial Credit Union, Snell and Wilmer uh, as, as our legal partners and really created a full soup to nuts kind of incubator slash accelerator program that's open right now we're uh we we ran our first one and graduated the cohort we switched it halfway through to online virtually tremendous feedback from the group so if anybody is kind of finds themselves uh you know looking to you know juice their business a bit you know bbbempower.com is that website and applications went live today that's awesome so we're really excited about that we're going to have two courses here or two cohorts. Oh, actually, I'm sorry. One cohort for that, and then we're doing another thing called Blueprint, which will, you know, if you go to BBB Empower, you'll see all the other stuff. But that's cool. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's neat. It's yeah. an interesting twist on you know. Again, and we're so thrilled to you know, GoDaddy's been incredible. A great partner. Uh, yeah. oh, that's awesome. Unbelievable. That was like the, yeah. We're just so blessed and to have a company like that kind of really have its founding roots here in, 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 in Arizona as well, right? I know uh, Iowa as well, but here. And then uh, Desert Financial, wonderful partners, and Snell and Wilmer's been great as well. So it's been... That's really cool. That's what we got. That's awesome. Yeah. And the website for that was bbbempower.com? It, um, com, I believe, right. right? Like we talked earlier, you guys told me a secret, but uh, that I should always <laughs> know my website, and I just double-checked it, and it is bbbempower.com. Always rehearse so. before any podcast. Oh, uh, we'll magic of edit editing, later. right? Right, Sam? <laughs> magic of editing. No, you can keep all that in. I don't, I don't know. We have so many websites, right? We've got 
you know, so many URLs and so many handles yep. and so many like I don't know, man. Like, yep. who has that's a branding challenge right there. Yeah. Well, there's your like the chip, right? Yep. They put it in Sweden. That's the chip. Just well, sign just, me up. Just just check the chip. Yeah. You know? <laughs> don't ask, don't ask just, me questions like that. I don't know. Scan me. Isn't <laughs> <laughs> that Rollins that had the first one that have that like you know UPC code on the back of his neck yeah, or whatever? Yeah, I think so. Henry like, Rollins. Yeah. Really? Yep. I think scan so. Scan my head. Yeah. <laughs> Just scan me. I'm done. I don't uh, know. That's how he checks remember. out at the grocery store. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's some scary stuff that's coming. No, I'm kidding. I, I, I'm excited for all that. And, you know, then I don't want to be that old guy, right? You know, a few years from now, right? I got a few months left in my 40s, and, and I'm, I'm not looking forward to being that, you know, guy that doesn't help, right, mm. or scared of everything. I hope that I can, you know, in 20 years that I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Like, you know, tell me about it, young lad. Can, you know, like, <laughs> but I'll probably be get off my lawn. And, you know, geez, in my day, we used to, you know, we only had one remote. Or, no, we had three remotes, right? One for the VCR, one for the TV, and, you know, what was the other remote for? Uh, it was there a cable box? Yes. Yeah. Stereo, maybe. <laughs> yeah. The cable box. Yeah. 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 Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Or you could go really old school and have the remote with, like, three buttons on it. Mm -hmm. Like oh, my yeah. grandparents. That actually clicked. Yeah. The yeah. Clicker. physically clicked. The clicker. Yeah. No, I remember that. The dial, so we had the cable, we had the dial TV. And you had left, center, and right. And oh, so yeah. center was 2 through 13 normal, right? And yep. then left was like 11 was HBO and 13 was like the movie channel. <laughs> and just to the right, you got USA, ESPN, MTV, and all that. Right? And yeah. so it wasn't even a remote. It was just like a little thing on the, you know? I might be just a, a touch younger than you, but I do remember um, standing at the um, the Rabbit Ears. Uh, oh, yeah. You want to see that sports play? Dude, stand up there and don't move. Yep. Absolutely. Late night, you could pick up, like when I was in Richmond, we could pick up Baltimore. So I could pick up the Orioles games <laughs> late at night when there's yeah. no interference, right? And you had the just right. It's a little cold the, outside. That, those radio waves go a little bit further. The tinfoil. And, yep. the, and if and there the was nobody else there, hangers. you were holding it. Oh, yeah. And you're trying to like move your arm around and try to figure out, all right, that's the signal. And then you just freeze. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> just, Mike, do you remember? Do you ever do so, that? Or was so that? I grew up with a black and white TV with, yeah. without a remote. And it had just the channel dial. On yeah. the front, mm -hmm. and it, the antenna, everything. And so if you went up and changed yep. the channel, sometimes the signal will come in better, right? Yeah. So oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like, know, because you act like an antenna. Yeah, totally. Yep. If you hold it, or you could put it between two. Do you ever have one of those where you put it between two channels and it got to uh, another yeah, channel? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's so analog, uh -huh. yeah, that it's just like, oh, you're kind of in between. Yeah, totally. Picking up something else. That's yeah. so funny. So... Matt, thank you so much oh, for coming absolutely. on today. I'm we thrilled. This was a great conversation. I kept yep. thinking, like, Chris and I don't have anything to add because you are saying it all. Oh, well, um, good. Really, really like, great perspectives and, and information, and this was really fun. Well, yeah. thank you. So thank you. And for all of our listeners, if you want to check out other episodes of AZ Brandcast, we've got tons of them. Um, and tons. they are on azbrandcast.com, or you can find us on iTunes or Google Play or Spotify pandora if you're into that you all can, those places all those places go check it out and get subscribed there and if you want to find out more about us get uh go to our website azbrandcast.com find more information about chris and i find more information about resound our agency as well as get signed up for our newsletter at azbrandcast.com so thanks everybody for another episode and sam and sam thanks for running doing all that you do man making us sound good you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he talked. The first and last time Sam talked Got today. <laughs> Got him. The AZ Brandcast is a project of Resound and is recorded in Tempe, Arizona with hosts Mike Jones and Chris Stadler. 
It's produced and edited by Sam Pegel. Music is produced and provided by Pabrid, an Arizona-based music group. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and at azbrandcast.com. If you'd like more episodes, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you prefer to get your podcasts. To contact the show, find out more about AZ Brandcast, or to join our newsletter list to make sure you never miss another episode, check out our website at azbrandcast.com. Copyright Resound Creative Media, LLC, 2020.